show him the first part of that song, which is good. Uh, I will, hang on, hang on. Let's, let's get this. Hey, welcome to May We Recommend, a show where we talk about movies, music, and more. Join, <laughs> joining me as always, Sean. Hey. How are you doing today, Sean? I'm doing pretty good. And Otis, how are you, man? Woo-wee, I'm whooped. You're whooped? Oh, no. I am whooped. That's not where we usually start with this. Yeah, I've just been pushing, guys. No, really? Yeah. (laughs) Just hustling? Just hustling, guys. Just on that grind set. (laughs) Excuse me. Rise and grind. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Get out there and make the, the coin. Yeah. He's doing pretty good. Oh, I thought Rise and Grind grind was all about making coffee. No, no, Mm, man. It is a coffee pun. It's like the grind mindset. Yeah, a grind mindset. Yeah, (laughs) you guys are dumb. All right. Well, that's (laughs) I mean, what we said is dumb, but it's actually a a weird structure. I'm going to get us back on track. Yeah, right. (laughs) And it it with, with a little bit of. Like Sean had mentioned when we started the show, just a little bit before the intro, that you needed to hear this. Okay, so pretty atmospheric. Okay, you know, I think it's great. Yeah, very pretty. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. That seems no, like no. That, that seems very on point. It's, a, it's where it leads. This sounds beautiful, and it, it, it's very nice. Um, but here's the problem: is this is the same song as this. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what you greeted with in the face when you start Lady Hawk. Yeah. Like, wow. it starts off like a beautiful sunburst screen, right? Uh, oranges True. and yellows. And then it mix cut, in, intercuts the sun with the moon, and the words Lady Hawk apl- uh, appears. And then a hawk. It's <laughs> 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 a lady. Hawk. Does, for the, does the hawk scream it, like start off at the same note as the music does? I think it might. I think because that's might, like actually. oh, that's super cheese. I love the crud out of that. Oh, if I could just if this episode could just be the intro, like there's so much about this movie. You've forgotten, I guarantee you, because I talked with my wife about this. And I was like, I just watched Lady Hawk. She's like, I love that show. I was like, I did too. Oh, uh, see, I was worried that it wouldn't hold up. No, it holds up. It holds up. But this soundtrack um, <laughs> is it, 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 something else, okay? it it It's its own movie, okay? This is the tavern fight. Right. Okay. I mean, that sounds tavern fighty-ish. Yep. That's pretty cool, right? (laughs) 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 Wow. They keep their clothes on. (laughs) Just in case you're wondering what that funk face like coming in. So, So to be fair, to be fair, I did warn Lair about the soundtrack. Um, Okay. It like it's something that stuck out to me because so when I was a kid, there's a scene in the movie um, with a um, a trapper, and I as a as a little boy, I referred to him as the bear trap man because there's a scene where he falls mm-hmm. into a bear trap and it scared it scared the life out of me. 
And um, yeah, I mean, that's like those things are vicious. Yeah, yeah. And well, his face it, falls into it. And then he like stands you know, up and he's like, I don't ah. remember that. Yeah. Now, what else you probably don't remember is it's Alfred Molina. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It, oh, yeah. Oh. Like, uh, yeah, I didn't from, remember that. You're right. Uh, from the fame of Indiana Jones and Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Doc Ock. <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Yeah. I love Alfred Molina. I've seen him in a lot of little weird indie movies, but you know, you know, he always reminds me a little bit of Kenneth Bernard. Oh, not in this movie. Not in this movie. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So uh, he looks like this. So here's the thing about that, right? Okay. I don't know if you're looking at your screen right now, but uh... no, you're right. Not, not okay. Yeah, not like that. I like him. I love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great actor. He's, like he's that model okay. game he's got going on in this. this. <laughs> he's hands down got the best uh, line in this movie where uh, Matthew Broderick, who plays Philippe, comes out with a sword and he goes, Stop it. You're frightening me, little man. He <laughs> <laughs> just starts laughing and riding away. Here's the thing about this movie, though, right? Is I remembered it as like scary. And so when I went to revisit it in my early 20s, I was watching it with a few people, right? I got it and put it on, and I was like, this this movie's awesome. That's how I remembered it. And then that music played, and I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed oh. sitting there with people. <laughs> Were you watching it with someone? Yeah, yeah. With two other people, one was uh, like a oh. group of someone's, right? Yeah, a friend and a now ex-wife, and I think I know why she left. <laughs> and you were like, "Oh man, this movie was scary and traumatizing as a child." Yeah, yeah. No, like, let me put it on for was you. It some music? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's wonderful. Okay, so for those of you who haven't seen the movie or maybe have forgotten. It is about a man who turns into a wolf and a lady who turns into a hawk and an escaped convict who tries to unite them both so that they can break the curse put on them by a priest who made a deal with the devil to inconvenience them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just so, yeah, but he was in love with Michelle <laughs> Pfeiffer, right? That was the whole point. Is that he, he was in love with Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. And if he can't have her, no one can. Yeah. Usually a murder line. Yeah. Not, and now you're a hawk. I, I, I'd never once been <laughs> scorned by a woman and just thought, boy, if only I could turn you into a bird. <laughs> if, I, if I could make a deal with the devil, you know what I'd do. <laughs> Something overly complicated and weird. <laughs> well, I think I for I'd people- hire Alfred Molina to hunt you down. Right, you 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 throw a spell on your ex lover and her husband, and in that <laughs> spell is a convoluted way for them to like break the curse, and and kill you. I, it just doesn't sound like a good plan. You can just well, I think that was the Faustian part of it. 
Oh, I, I I don't think that like yeah, I think that was like the I think the devil's out. I don't think he was like oh by the way, I it's the only way to do this is to kill me on an eclipse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that you're being really well. I also don't think you're reading into this movie. They never mentioned the Faustian <laughs> deal. <laughs> Well, you also didn't did. explain to the audience that mm. um, that they're out of phase. So, like, Rutger Howard and Michelle Pfeiffer are out of phase. So, like, when one's a wolf, the other's a human. And then when one's right. a hawk, the other's a human. <laughs> you said Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if I'm cutting that or not, but that's literally, honestly, what I thought you just said to me. There's a total racist undertone to the whole thing. <laughs> it's a Tony Which Montana. You know one's a hawk and the other's a Cuban. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Um, See, that's, yeah. I mean, that's the curse is like they never get to be together. Right. That's right. One, well, one turns into a hawk, one turns into a wolf, one during the day, one during the night. Right. They're always yeah. in each other's presence, but they can never touch as humans. Right. And then now, but there's... can they do other stuff like interspecies? <laughs> no. Uh, well, <laughs> that wasn't the. I don't think that <laughs> one way wouldn't. They wouldn't work. I think that's why he made them incompatible. I, like I mean, I, like I don't idea. know. Like the idea oh, that Matthew Broderick walks in on Rutger Hauer. Guys, guys, please. Oh, I no, didn't I say a, any curse words. I, I just a, brought up a point. I need a palate cleanser. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Such a good song. <laughs> The soundtrack is just so bananas. <laughs> like, every song is misleading because it starts off atmospheric and in period appropriate, like, kind yeah. of renaissance-y. You're like, sure. You're in the woods. <laughs> now, when did this movie come out? I 85. forget the year it was released. 85. 85. Huh. April of 85. A great release time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did so, it do yeah. well? Did it do well in the movies? Like, did it make money? Do you, uh, do you Did you look into that at all? I can't remember the budget. I think it, it made something like $20 million. Okay. Yeah, it, 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 it actually made... The budget was $20 million and its box office was 18 So... Oh, no, it, oh, it lost two yeah. million. It lost two million plus whatever they put into marketing, which they never tell you that in the budget, and which is always like an extra like few million on top. No, I'm sure. So yeah, this was not a uh, beloved film when it came out. It was actually critically panned. Well, you yeah. know, but it man, it, it still it is. Turn into a... sits at it. Oh, sorry, go on. Well, no, it's such a cult classic now, though. It's true. It sits at a uh, 67% on Rotten Tomatoes with a credit rating. Huh. I yeah. mean, so, that seems about right. I mean, that's not great, though. <laughs> you know, it's not great, but like so many of the cult classics, we love them 
Yeah. But they're not mm-hmm. great movies, right? I wanna I wanna just give you um Variety's description of the film. Okay. okay. <laughs> Very likable. Well made. <laughs> Whoa. Great soundtrack. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Would recommend four stars. <laughs> that's not true. That's just to say that. It says, uh, very likable, well-made fairy tale. Worthwhile. Extremely authentic look alone. Huh. Wait, e- extremely authentic look of what? Alone. Look alone. It's worthwhile for its extremely authentic look alone. Oh, I see. Oh, okay, okay. Like, looks sorry. great. I was laughing in it. I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, here, you want me to do a clean take? <clears throat> no, no, now it won't make sense. Now I have to cut all of it. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't have to cut any of it. I'm leaving all this mess in here. <laughs> I'm sure everyone will love that. Th- that's actually what the director said. <laughs> yeah, actually, I found this to be a very cohesive and clear narrative. Yeah, like yeah. there wasn't like there wasn't a whole lot of waste on this film. I, I, it, you followed from A to B to C to Z. It just yeah, it's real simple. It, progressed i thought it, the, the pacing was great too what's the runtime like 90 um, minutes it, 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 it no two hours a little long it's two hours it, yeah. yeah it's two hours um it, it like at an hour and a half i was like huh another half an hour yeah <laughs> really like, yeah like i i just i didn't see it happening because like it felt like it was at a natural progression but that last half an hour was a a um well, I sent you Holy Diver. Yeah. Yeah, the uh the Ronnie James Dio uh, or just Dio, sorry. Um uh video. And that is the end fight that Sean loves so much. It, listen. <laughs> like I said, this was uh like a big movie for me when I was like 8. So, you know, nostalgia like plays into it. But also, oh, Holy huge, Diver, right? Yeah, Holy Diver is awesome too. So, yeah, Holy Diver is awesome. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dissing the song. I merely am referring to the music video for I'm Holy Diver. Also, talking Wait. about the music video, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, has as Dio walking through an open castle, looking at foes, swinging his sword, and then falling over. Yeah. That's what happens. <laughs> he kills them. <laughs> I don't uh, see a problem. <laughs> okay, one of my favorite things. Ever, I know we're skipping to the movie a little bit early, a little premature, but uh, the 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 uh, uh, when he comes into the the castle uh-huh. and he's like, "Hey, once your boss." I can be your boss again. Just let me through. And the guy's like, I have my orders. And he goes to draw his sword and Rugger Howard just slaps him in the face and the guy drops his sword. I'm like, yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, well, okay. He just runs. There's a great scene in so what well, one of the things I like in the 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 final confrontation is you see like a POV shot through uh Howard's uh helmet. And it's just kind of a cool little like you see how um blind he would be like wearing that that mm-hmm. helmet but there's a scene 
where like he takes on several like low level henchmen as he's like walking towards mm -hmm. um the priest and he has a fight with like the captain of the guard that kind of there's a yeah. through line with that but one of the guys he like they clash swords and he kicks him and the guy just falls over and you never see the guy again like he he just kicked him no. the guy's like <laughs> just gone <laughs> Well, he also he gently pushes kicked. a candle opera at somebody, and they they're like, "Oh, I guess I'm done." Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's he's so I awesome. Dead? I don't know. Yeah. Did, that, did that kill me? He just <laughs> like, kicked a dude into oblivion, and the guy just I I guess he just died. <laughs> what I love is they're all dressed the same, right? So they literally are like just faceless henchmen. Yeah, yeah. But there's this scene. Uh, where he has to ring the bell. And if they ring the bell, Michelle Pfeiffer's little bird body is going to die, right? right? As a bow. Yeah. Uh, he's supposed to, I, I he think he gave instructions to the priest to, to euthanize him. it. Yeah. Need to set that up. Yeah. And, and uh, so the guy goes up to ring the bell and he throws a knife and kills him. And like, I look away for a second and then the guy, there's a guy up there about to ring the bell. I'm like, oh shoot, did they just recut this again? But no, no, it was a different henchman doing the same scene. Yeah. But this time he succeeds. It's like he hit save game and went back. <laughs> well, then you think like, <laughs> so you're, you're a faceless henchman, right? And your buddy is in yeah. charge of bringing that bell. And you yeah. see, you you must see your buddy die because you're right behind him, and it's like, why is this ringing this bell so important at this point? Like, just yeah. just chill out a little bit. Like, I I think it had nothing to do to further the plot, right, or help anybody in there. It didn't bring more henchmen. They just at that moment were like, if we ring the bell, I think something bad will happen. I think that we do this, we're helping. Yeah, like there's no reason for them to do it. It's like, well, it's time to ring the bell. Oh shit, Pierre died. Um, I better ring the bell. <laughs> oh, we should mention that they're all supposed to be French. Uh, are, that is a good Italy? point. All these people who are either American or like German-born <laughs> or or uh, British are all playing French people. Which is weird because I thought it was set in Italy, but well, it's probably filmed but, in Italy. But I think that, you're I right. I think you're right. They're they're French. Well, you have Philippe Navarre, yeah. Yeah. Isabeau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for the priest, whose name's Imperius or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Imperius. <laughs> and they're going to the town of Aquila. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's the dungeons of Aquila. Yeah, very very interesting. Yeah, I, I guess maybe it's like southern France, northern Italy kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird mission. Wait, how does it... Hmm. But it was, I mean, they're supposed out. to be English. Like, right? Was it like, is there a play with the old English-French rivalry? Is there some of that going on too? Or am oh, I, I way off no. It's no. just like, they're all like, uh, you know, just Frenchy names. Yeah, it's just medieval setting with French names and imperious. <laughs> it, it's an, it, there's an interesting thing going on throughout the movie too that 
the uh, Matthew Broderick's character, he's always talking to God and like making mm-hmm. making deals but, with God. Like God is a character in the film in that Matthew Broderick is always in conversation with him. And uh, Matthew Broderick is a thief named the mouse. So you've got a mouse, Believe. a hawk, and uh, a wolf. The wolf. Um, mm-hmm. Going to fight a bishop. Yeah. It's a weird yeah. little, weird little tale. <laughs> What's funnier is you thought that was going somewhere. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering like, if they're like, if no, they're pulling from something else. <laughs> no, no, I like. Uh, you were building a joke. You were building it up, like a priest, uh, yeah, a rabbi, yeah, yeah. and a well, imam walk into a. Yeah, we we built up a joke prior to starting the podcast, and died in its crib. It like it had no legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's how I feel when watching yeah. the movie. I, I felt like it was meant to go some... It, it just doesn't really um, capitalize on the themes. Well, yeah, it does introduce some themes, but, like, uh, in this movie, they're, they're, they're God and devil, and the whole, like, thing is very real. And so when he says he talks to God, and he's never mentioned Rugger Howard, that's a line in there. He's like, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I speak to God and he's never mentioned you I was like I believe it I think that he actually has an open dialogue with God because he does live this fairly charmed existence like he is the catalyst like uh, by he I mean uh, Philippe Matthew Broderick's character the mouse uh, is is the catalyst that makes everything happen and uh, you know yeah, like by his escape, a murderer gets hanged as well. So it's all very weird and interesting. Well, yeah, as the movie starts, the movie starts really kind of uh, grim, dark. It it kind of sets yeah. you up for a darker film because he, he's just digging, um, and you see him squeeze out just a tiny opening, and uh, he's escaping this prison and the, the, that entire mm. monologue is him talking to God, just how he set yeah. up his character. It's, it's an interesting character. I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah. That character before. It's, it is an interesting character. And like, uh, the other thing is like, he is so young. Yeah. <laughs> like so like, young. Yeah. In this movie. Like 16. Like I, I, he was was he sixteen when he shot well, this? He looks like it. It looks like he went from Ferris Bueller's Day Off to Ferris Bueller in the Dungeon of Aquila. <laughs> like he <laughs> is so little, and like I'm watching this, and I'm like, oh my gosh, is did he have to have a twin or like just limited time on the set? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is a baby. Yeah. Well, this was probably before Ferris Bueller, or was that? Yeah, I'm thinking it uh, probably was, yeah. yeah. I think it is. Um, well, I mean, Michelle I, I Pfeiffer his... was pretty darn young, too. Yeah, no, she was. She she looked young, too, but, like, you, there's a scene where they're together, and one looks like a baby, and the one, other one looks like a woman. And so... <laughs> like, and I'll let you decide which is which. There you go. Um... He was born in 62, so he wasn't that young. He just looks really young. Yeah. Some yeah. people just do that. 
Like Ralph Macchio. He's in his, yeah. he's in his mid-20s. Yeah, Ralph Macchio looked, boy, he looked 15 for the longest time. <laughs> Just, I mean, I'm assuming you guys have watched Cobra Kai, right? I haven't. No, I haven't. Yeah. Tell us about it, Otis. Tell us about Cobra Kai. <laughs> you know, okay, so Lady Hawk is one of those movies that I actually reference a fair amount, but I haven't seen in an age. And it's kind of like an inside joke for people of our age group. What's I your say. reference? Well, it's not a joke though, though. Like we like people our age genuinely revere that movie. Like yeah. they love it. I loved it. I love it still, actually. I think I think it held up really well. I think it does hold up well. Uh, yeah. But the soundtracks. Well, no, like because oftentimes when I see couples who come into the bar and like mm -hmm. you know, and I'll see one member of the couple at a time, I'll do the lady oh, you guys lady hawking this one? Like I'll do that reference a fair amount. Wow. I don't that's a I've never thing, heard I that. Think. Yeah, and Lady Hawking fact, is definitely uh, you're the a thing. You're the only person I've ever heard of referencing Lady Hawking. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's true, but... It's cool. I, I, it's a cool uh, reference. I mean, yeah. but, like, how else do you say it when you, like, see one member of a couple at a time? Do, do <laughs> the people you're talking to, do they understand the reference? I mean, yeah. That's I mean, cool. if they're well, in one my is age a wolf group. at the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, a woman and her dog walks into Otis's bar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys are lady hawking it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's one for you, and he gives the dog a bowl, and he's like, one for your husband. Yeah. <laughs> I assume the dog likes an old fashioned. I... <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I like it only if the the then the next day the morning the the husband apparently is a day drinker with yeah. a bird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be pretty cute. That'd be a great Halloween costume for a single guy. <laughs> just a nice oh, oh. <laughs> Halloween parties take place at night. It'd be a great Halloween costume for a single lady. I yeah, think. but I mean, it could be a sad dude, like just day drinking on Halloween. <laughs> That's not really a party. <laughs> well, it was if you're sad. <laughs> you're right. You're right. It doesn't have to be a party. It's just a Halloween costume for a sad guy. <laughs> This hawk slowly walks down the bar to a different person. <laughs> well, I love it that like this sad guy goes through the effort of putting on a costume to accentuate his sadness. Well, so that he doesn't, yeah. so that he doesn't look like no one loves him. Like someone loves me, she's just a bird yeah. right now. <laughs> that didn't happen. That didn't happen. I feel like I need to buy a bird now. You think you should buy a bird? A red-tailed <laughs> hawk? I think that's the kind she was. You know, uh, I hate birds as pets. I yeah, just me do. too. It's real cruel. Yeah, it's just messed up. 
Like if you're an actual hawker, like if you, sure. then I'm like, then I'll give you a pass. Or the same if, you know, carrier pigeons. But I believe that's a falcon. A falconer? Yeah. Are there no yeah. hawkers? <laughs> there are hawkers. Now, I have seen some hawkers. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Has the best laugh. So much, Otis. It's just really funny to me. I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah, me too. I, I kind of wanted you to say honkers, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, I felt like that's where the spirit of it was going. Man, have I seen some honkers. <laughs> you know, okay, mine was going towards uh, Yeats, uh, the second coming poem. Oh, 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 I went totally blue. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, no. I was thinking, you know, the, the falcon cannot hear the falconer. I thought that's totally where you were going. Oh, no. Like, yeah, yeah. No, no. I wasn't showing any class at all. You're None like, turning whatsoever. and turning in the widening gyre. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Bring us down with some yeats. <laughs> but no, it's about honkers. honkers. It's always about honkers. It's always about honkers. It's always about honking. Even, you know, and I feel like Yeats knew that too. Yeah, I was just going to say, even Yeats. <laughs> Actually, let me look up the poem real quick. Okay. Okay, I think that... He's going to be reading and go, oh yeah, it's about honkers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I, I thought there was honkers in it, but it actually thighs. It's moving oh. its slow thighs about it. Okay. Yeah, I thought they... I mean, which is considerably right. more enticing, I think. Yeah, thighs are great. Thighs? Oh, they're thighs? more welcoming. I mean, thighs are more enticing. Yeah, thighs are great. Are oh. they? I mean... <laughs> wait, wait, what'd you say, Sean? Thighs are great? He likes thighs. Yeah, thighs are great. Yeah. Wait. Now are we talking about chicken? Or are we talking about? I like. I, yeah. I don't discriminate. No, nobody likes chicken thighs. Like, in the spirit, like, oh, cut up. In the spirit of Lady Hawk, I think we should be talking about chicken thighs. <laughs> yeah. You see, I love thigh meat, but I don't like eating chicken thighs. What? Really? Like, like if you cut like off on the meat, bone? you fry it up. Yeah, I don't like it on the bone, but I like it fried up. Oh. Oh, I love it on the bone. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Pop that bone right out and. Slurp it up. Awkward. <laughs> Slurp it up. <laughs> I think I think Yeats also Why said that. Why do I do this to myself? <laughs> yeah, he did. Actually, that is the poem that uh, was the second one to this was called Slurp It Up. Yeah. The second coming. <laughs> yeah. Slurp it up. Like, Pop it off the bone and <laughs> Slurp it up. Yes. That's how it ended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> okay we done with that <laughs> I mean okay so now now I can't because a lot of these poems like they're Gutenberg at this point right they're like public domain um right? oh I I would think so. I would think so, Yeah, too. I think so. I think they're like 120 years old. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I feel like it. So, like, what did... 
benefit yeats if somebody actually went through like remember when they started doing like sense and sensibility with zombies like yeah. they started doing oh, the austin sure. stuff <laughs> right and like yeats with honkers <laughs> yes <laughs> like take these famous works of poetry and make them dirty like make them limericks yeah and then like <laughs> pitch them to a new a new a new generation and then mm-hmm. if they're interested, they can go back and actually read the originals. Uh, right? Do, do you think they would just be I mean, upset at the lack of honkers in the original? I mean, I am. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? That's great. <laughs> you can't cut Otis laughing. People love that. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Uh, but Just edit the I... laughing at my jokes. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I'm going to leave that. I can leave that. Um, so the, the, uh, the thing is, I think that this is an original movie. I don't think it's based on anything. I think you're right. I think it says it's based on a legend, but it's not. <laughs> There's no legend about a man who turns into a wolf, a lady turns into a hawk. Yeah, okay. No, but I feel like there's got to be some sort of Grecian tale where, like, two lovers are cursed. Yeah. Could never. Yeah. Like, I like that feels. Oh, man. It's too too lovey-dovey for a romance like a greek romance like no one's getting chopped up or like some ironic punishment um, forever the priest the, the priest gets chopped up that that other guard mm-hmm. gets kicked that one guy gets slapped the guy trying to ring the bell gets killed don't forget the You're candle the opera guy it. either <laughs> yeah Jeez. yeah don't, don't forget him <laughs> It always comes back to him. Yeah, so, <laughs> although like, what I maybe love, that's okay. back. maybe oh, that's a metric of knowing if something is like is like a truly resonating story, though, if it feels ancient, because right. the story does you know, feel and this ancient. Does. This this story feels like I looked it up because I was like, is this an original screen idea? Like, is this something that you know came came from? whoever's mind right you sure. know like uh like or is it based on something and they wrote a screenplay off of it and you know and this is just that but it feels like for sure this is a story like the little mermaid i just didn't know that this was you know a hans christian Ma- anderson masterpiece you know mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It, it, it does not appear to be that interesting interesting and it has uh the story is by an edward karma that can't be his real name. <laughs> Camara. Camara. K H M A R A. Camara. Yes. Camara. The story is by Edwin Camara. He's Russian. That's okay. You can make fun of him. Um, yeah. Oh, he did Enemy Mine? Oh, that! I that love feel, that movie. That it's feels so right. bad. It's so bad. He did Enemy Mine and Lady Hawk. 
I mean, that it feels that way. They they, they have that kind of same energy. Yeah. 1985, both of them. Huh. So he had a banging year. Yeah. Yeah, he did well. and then that, two flops. that was kind of it for him. <laughs> then he made uh, <laughs> two flops. <laughs> it was not a begging year. Because that in mind, cost almost $30 million to make. It made $12 million in the box yeah. office, but we're not talking about that one. Yeah, that was probably Whoa. his first year. Yeah, no wonder he went on to do Dragon, a Bruce Lee story. Oh, Oh, that one came out not that long ago, right? Uh, no, no, like like 90, in the 90s. Yeah, like 95. So, <sighs> yeah, you're right. If 30 years is not that long ago. <laughs> 31 years. No, there was, I mean, there was another Bruce Lee retelling like 10 years ago. Like no more than 10 years ago, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, don't know. he was in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But... I don't remember like oh, another Bruce Lee story. Yeah, he was. Um, well, he wasn't. It, I mean, he was. He was the trade for like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I still haven't seen that one. That's kind of a loser. <laughs> yeah, there's a big controversy about that. Oh, was there really? Yeah, yeah. Um, that it I, was besmirching. Yeah, because there's there's like a couple sides to that story, and Tarantino um, has been called out for telling like a very uncharitable, like giving a very uncharitable take on um, that conflict between um, Brad Pitt's character and uh, Bruce Lee. Wait, that's based on something? Yeah, yeah, that was a, a real encounter. Um. Between Bruce Lee and uh, the stunt man, who Brad Pitt is playing in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, yeah, and they 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 had like a run in, and uh, one side says that like it happened very differently, and that Tarantino like obviously had something against Bruce Lee, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know hmm. enough about it. I just know that it's it's like apparently it does say here. I, I just googled it while you're talking that it's a controversial fight scene. Now, who is the controversy amongst? It's like amongst what nerd knows this other than you? Uh, no offense. Uh, uh, well, the, there's a lot of the, people. Uh, let me <laughs> let me rephrase that. What cinephile? Okay, Carter is out there being like, oh, the, they have besmirched the master. Well, the, oh, my goodness. Bruce Lee, well, they should okay. not have taken the okay, other so side there, of this There's quite a few cinephiles that, that take issue with it, but also Bruce Lee's family, like his daughter. And, um, yeah, it, I mean, he's got living family. And there's people who were there who who say that that's not how it went down. It's It's interesting, but, yeah, Tarantino took, like, a bunch of flack for it. Yeah, so weird. It's a big Be deal. like water. That's what I would have told them. Be like water. Um, mm. Oh, man, just throwing it at them, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think the next movie we're going to do is Legend. I think that's a great idea. Also an interesting soundtrack. Yeah, it's better than... Yeah, well... Alan Parsons Project. Who did this one again? I forgot his name well, already. It was... It wasn't Alan Parsons Project. Oh, yeah, Andrew Powell and the Philharmonic Orchestra. Yeah. 
Legend is Tangerine Dream, though, in one of the cuts. There's there's like three cuts yeah. of that film, and the theatrical cut had Tangerine Dream for the soundtrack. You know what it didn't have, though? Huh. It didn't have the main title theme from this film. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> that would be an interesting project, is to take a bunch of movies and just cut in Lady Hawk <laughs> soundtrack. <laughs> So, <laughs> you, you just said that you wanted them to, to take modern movies and cut in the Lady Hawk soundtrack? Any movie, yeah. She thought that fun. we should redo the soundtrack and it would make it a better movie. I think that you're right. We take and put this into all oh, movies. Okay, okay. So for, for the sake of argument, I, I, I have to agree. I think that the soundtrack is probably... The, where this movie gets most of the, like the tonal whiplash where it just doesn't quite work. But I think yeah. that this soundtrack is special and should be like, can you imagine aliens with this soundtrack? Fantastic. <laughs> oh yeah, again. Like, so you know that iconic scene where Ripley's up against the wall and the alien mouth is opening yeah, yeah. and the little alien mouth comes <laughs> out and then it goes. <laughs> Yeah. No, I agree. You know, what you guys can't see is every time that comes on, I'm dancing. I'm doing a little dance over here. I mean, I believe it. I mean, I think it'd be a shame if you did. How could you not get pumped? Oh yeah, it's it's all arms akimbo, a little little <laughs> circle dances. I got some moves going on to this. <laughs> Nice. I do think it's funny that I did warn you about the soundtrack. So I I generally enjoy this movie. Like I really like this film. Like I watched it and I thought, despite the soundtrack, <laughs> like <laughs> it is a generally interesting show that like if it were to come out today, I would have liked it just as much. You know, like if it were to come out today with the soundtrack, I might even liked it more. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> this is very of its time. You'd be like, why are they doing this? What does it mean? Why is there synth music? <laughs> what point are they making? And then you find out that it's the Philharmonic Orchestra doing it. And you're like, <laughs> it's not a dude in the closet with this Casio? <laughs> <laughs> like he's like he's like hey Richard Donner he's like yeah man what you got I got this he's like yeah that's exactly what my epic medieval tale needs they were like this is the sound of us losing the studio millions of dollars they walk out of that first airing of Lady Hawk and it's just, they turn to each other, high five, and <laughs> right off into the sunset. Yeah. So I want that stinger. I want that to be a real life thing where like, if I'm talking to my boss and I just need an escape, I can just hit this button and <laughs> You know, that would be easy enough to set up, right? 
just like a little raspberry pie, a little speaker. <laughs> just push a little button. I need that. I think I can just put it on my phone and let's play. Yeah, but like you got to be able to like touch it. Ooh, on your Apple Watch, just like yeah. press some something on your watch. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> there's a button here that allows me to do that. It's, it's actually, there's a, you've got a lady hot button. <laughs> you have a lady hot button. I press it, and, it, and you know what? A double mint commercial pops out. <laughs> oh, it is reminiscent of double mint. It does feel yeah. like it. Does. It really does. Well, there or was like that weird Lady Hawk double mint crossover. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's Where Juicy it Fruit. Like, juicy Fruit, well, it's going to move you. Yeah. I, I just like the idea that, like, in the commercial for gum, there's a dude and his bird, and then they meet up with a priest, and they have a, a stick of gum, and everything's okay. <laughs> Chris is broken. Lady Hawk is a Mentos commercial. Y- yeah. They pop the a little breaker. Mentos into the bird's mouth. It's like Mentos, the curse breaker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, now I'm going to have to redo the artwork. <laughs> I don't know. The artwork you got is really good. It's pretty fun. It is pretty fun. I will admit that. When he first showed it to me, Otis. It was the picture of the three of them, except there was a hawk covering Michelle Pfeiffer's face. Oh. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> hmm. 